0: Love, talk Radio.
1: This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com.
2: Everybody and welcome to Keep It Magic. My name is Jackie Smith. I'm the Enchantress of Coventry Creations, and I'm here today with my co-host, the brilliant, the amazing, the smarter than hell Storm Sestivani, who is just a champion of so many things: tarot, astrology, great all-around guy. And we have an exciting show for you today. By the way, Storm does a great trucker voice. I'll try to get him to do it later today. We Of course we have an exciting show for them today. We have an exciting show every week. We have Allison Mead on today, um, the sassy psychic, and we're going to bring her on um, in the middle of the show, so in the next half hour. And if you have a question for us, give us a call. At the number is 760-539-3235. And please, make sure you check out our sponsor, CoventryCreations.com, my favorite candle company in the world. And no matter what your issue, whether it's love, money, romance, finding a new job, getting a little more sassy, we have a candle for that. And if you want to reach me off the air, you can find me, Jackie Smith, at CoventryCreations.com. You can find me there. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. You can find Coventry Creations on all those places, and you can even find me on LinkedIn, So if you need to find me, I am available. It's Jackie without an E. And um, if you want to find Storm, you can find him at Psychic Friends Now. You can find him on Facebook under Astro Gossip. And you can also find the show on our website, on Facebook, on Twitter. Just look up Keep It Magic. How's that?
0: That's good.
2: All right. I always forget when I'm going to be uh, being the host of the show.
1: The hostess with the (laughs) mostess.
2: you got to do your trucker voice later. Just surprise us with it.
1: Okay.
2: So it has been going on, Storm? You have been, we've both been writing our little fingers to the bone.
1: Yeah. I mean, thank God we don't use pens anymore, but.
2: <laughs> yeah, remember those calluses you would get yeah. in school? And, you know, they'd all be stained with the ink and stuff?
1: Yes, I remember those very well. Now we don't have that problem so much, but.
2: No, but my hands are achy a little bit. <laughs> it's am Carpal you know, Tunnel like,
1: Syndrome. I'm
2: like, I'm like, oh, I need some Ben Gay. <laughs>
1: I've been gay a long time, so I never need any of that.
2: You've done been gay? Yeah,
1: I've done been gay for a long time, so I don't <laughs> I don't need any of that, that's for sure. I had a pretty interesting, exciting kind of week last week.
2: You did. I remember hearing about it, but I want to tell everybody else about it, too.
1: Yeah, The um, uh, as most people know that uh, I suffer from uh, hypermania and agoraphobia, and I've been uh, in therapy for the past um, year, a little over a year. Mm -hmm. um for it and um basically my first very very large outing was traveling three hours away basically to go to uh, a craft store and um you know buy whatever it is that i wanted out of the store so i did that and then i went to um to dinner afterwards um and had have you ever had blackened chicken
3: Oh, yeah. It's one of my face.
1: Oh, yeah. I had blackened chicken and some vegetables. And uh, then came home, and I will tell you the interesting thing, Jackie, and this is just the way that the satan works. The next morning, <laughs> satan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so what happened? You know,
1: well, the, um, uh, there were t- two different things that were happening. There was the, um, the becoming painfully aware of the limitations. Um, uh, you know, and also feeling um, a, a bit abnormal um, as a result of it. Um, and then there was on the the right side of my throat. It was just like I don't know if it was um, uh, you know my thyroid was swollen or whatever the <laughs> issue was. But I mean, it was like throbbing, and I was thinking things like, "This is you see, this is why you don't leave the
2: house." Uh huh. Right, Um, you you tripped yourself out You pushed your own envelope a little too far
1: Well, you know, but the interesting thing And this is where um, uh, I found uh, just a lot of uh, of difference in regards to it Is Jackie, rather than sitting there um, You know, I got on the phone with you and told you what it was And it was even acknowledging that what was going on was the satan
2: Right Right, I, I totally understand. When we started talking about that, and and I started watching how people are. Um, well, first of all, I have to say congratulations. Thank that you. is huge. And not only did you go shopping, you ate out. That's big. There's times when I like look at eating out know, and go, Yeah, I'm not doing. I'm not going there.
0: Yeah. <clears throat>
2: so you have the. We both have trucker voices today. Um, but I'm really excited that you you went out and you did this and you ate out and you had a support staff so to speak someone supporting you through this entire process that's huge that's huge and you know here's the thing we've talked about this before it's like we all have we all have our giant issues some are some are more apparent than others and some are more socially acceptable than others you know it's like i have my issue which we we talk about on the air a lot which is you know the challenge that i have with um extra weight. And I battle going through, well, you know, I, it's okay. I don't have to look like everybody else. And then the other side, well, I want to be a little bit healthier. I want to be able to, you know, bend over and paint my own toenails, which, I, you know, I can, but, you know, I have to hold my breath while doing it. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, uh, and and I know there's lots of people out there that know what I'm talking about, not you, because you're apparently very skinny from what you say. Um, <laughs> and you don't paint your own toenails. So... Um, you know, we all have our, our things. Some some are more, like I said, some are more socially acceptable than others. And we all have our our ways we hide it. I was thinking about this the other day when I was um, doing some grocery shopping and um, being real careful on what I picked. And like, well, you know, I'm not going to bring anything really sweet or sugary into the house. Just because it's there, I'll eat it. I'll go out if I want, if I really need something, I'll go out and I'm like, oh, that's interesting because I can go out and get myself a Snickers and nobody's the wiser. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I forget I've gotten it or, or you know, it just becomes this different reality and, and so then that becomes my satan. It becomes you know, just, just things. I mean, I've watch different people I know like lie about how what they're eating or, or, um, or lie to themselves. It's just really interesting how, how that those little things those little satans can um mm-hmm. can uh really do a number on your own brain
1: uh, exactly and one of the things that um as i was going through this of course you know, what, as I'm preparing for the next week with content and things of that nature, I kind of cheat a little and go into, uh, you know, each week that there's a different portion um, out of the Bible that we read. And I kind of read ahead so that I know, you know, what I'm going to write about and things of this nature. And one of the interesting things in the portion for this week um, that it was talking about, and it was really kind of, um, in many ways, Jackie, what it is that I needed to hear Um, because we can often get into the, um, uh, you know, why is this happening to me? Why did this occur? You know, why did I have this experience? Um, And, uh, uh, you know, why am I suffering from uh, being overweight or why am I suffering from being agoraphobic or or, or whatever it is that the problems that we may have are. And one of the things that I read um, in the Zohar is basically where... Um, it talks about uh, us going through uh, particular experiences that we go through in our lives. And um, it goes into a metaphor about wood. And basically it says if you can't burn wood, okay, if the wood that you're trying to burn won't burn, basically what you have to do is crush it in some particular way, and then the wood will burn. And I was doing some pondering.
2: So basically make your own kindling.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, And basically, I was doing some pondering on that. And oftentimes, I will know in my own. Um, journey over the past um, over the past year um, is that it has been really a lot of a, a lot of crushing that wood, crushing that that structure that I have um, that I have put up in many ways in order to activate um, uh, uh, particular amounts of light or particular amounts of energy or to transform or um, uh, do a lot of different things. And basically, my feeling. Is that there are, uh, I think that we have a tendency uh, a lot of times to view obstacles or frustrations um, uh, in the first, uh, you know, our first way is why the hell is this happening today? Mm-hmm. um and basically all of these what came to me is that all of these particular obstacles and and um frustrations are actually spiritual experiences that kind of move us on to the path that we are you know meant to be on in, in some capacity and sometimes Absolutely. it requires crushing that wood
2: well the way i look at it is is that um your obstacle is giant you know if your obstacle is that big you got to make it smaller Smaller hits smaller goals mm-hmm. you know when when you were first explaining that to me, and I thought about that, it's like it's smaller goals you mm-hmm. you got to crush it saying saying it's not that big of a thing, you've got to shine a light of day on those fears, and those fears become fairly small, and it's, it's something that you can deal with one little bit at a time and um rather than trying to deal with the whole thing all at once and I think that's, that's what we expect ourselves to be able to do.
1: Well, I think that there's a natural tendency and I think that that society, Jackie, teaches us that we have to go from point A to point B in about twenty four hours.
2: Well, and about point Z.
1: Yeah, point A to point C in twenty four hours or there's something, you know, gravely um wrong mm-hmm. with us. Inadequate um,
2: failure, et cetera. Well, there's there's a um there is a big pressure just in and it's on so many different things. I'm writing um the presentation that I'm doing at INATS the New Age Trade Show about surviving the insanity of a small business, and and there is a huge pressure on making yourself a million dollar business, being you know in a year going from zero to a million dollars, or even all the business books talk about. Well, this is how you how you make huge amounts of money and and um, you know lose yourself in the process, et cetera. But there's a new trend now, which is about. Um, <clears throat> About having a whole life as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. but there still is a lot of pressure about where you're supposed to be and and so you know as you know of course i'm I'm shooting for my you know past to go past my million dollar mark, but I want to talk about what that million dollar mark is it is, is it literally a million dollar mark or is it just your goal of, of success because there's a huge amount of pressure to be perfect, whether it's in your body or in your your business acumen. Or having the perfect child who gets straight A's and has a scholarship and is, is the captain of the football team and the valedictorian, or is it um, what kind of perfection? Everything is about perfection rather than the experience.
0: Mhm.
2: And and that's hard, really hard to fathom as a human being. It the pressure, the stress on that is just insane.
1: Yeah, it it, it, it is, and I think that. Um, uh, you know i I'm really appreciative that I have um uh the therapist that I have uh you know because you know I have two. i have um one um uh for just uh you know the general anxiety things of that nature, and then I have one that is um helping me with uh, the other issues um Mm-hmm. Uh, that I go through, and basically they're really, really gentle. It is, um, uh, you know, one of the things that they do, uh, Jackie, is whenever I get a particular assignment, they will ask me, "Do you think you're ready for this?"
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
2: that's good.
1: You know, so and then is, I'm sure
2: they push you a little bit if you say no. <laughs>
1: um, th- no, they don't push at all. That's the funk. Oh, okay. Um, I don't really feel pushed by them. Um, and I think that not feeling pushed by them, Jackie, makes it easier.
2: But, you know, from the, our conversations, you're also on a mission. You're on a yeah. mission to get to be A through Z in, in a short amount of time. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and you have to – well, and, and same with me. I mean, you know, I, anyone who's on a on a weight loss journey or get in shape journey, whether it's physical or, or mental, is, is you think that once you start it, you should already be there. Mm-hmm. And I keep forgetting, and I keep not uh, keep um, not allowing the the process. We have a problem allowing the process
0: mm-hmm.
2: because everybody makes things look like, you know, when we watch the Olympics and we look at the girls and on
0: the
2: <clears throat> on the uneven bars or the parallel bars and say, "Oh my God, they're so amazing!" and and that we ignore the fact that that's five hours a day practice.
1: Yeah. Yeah, not only five hours a day practice, but I think that they get to eat like a peanut a day.
2: Right, right. So, it's um, it's not your job to be perfect. Yeah, you know, it's not my job to be perfect. It's It's my job to smell good yeah
1: and 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 the other thing is is that for for extremely athletic individuals um female gymnasts I know that this is the case is that what it is that they do to their bodies um uh Jackie to stop it from developing um mm-hmm. uh is interesting I mean most of them do not even start menstruating until they're done with with gymnastics, which can be for some some of them in their twenties
2: it's um well, you know that's that that's that goal for perfection, and then that's what we start to weigh ourselves, we and can measure ourselves against.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, do we measure up um, to to that standard? But you know, going back to that 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 big piece of wood, you know, in 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 the Zohar, they talk about the or the Kabbalah. They talk about the big piece of wood.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and you and you were talking about crushing it in a different perspective. I talked about crushing it as as, as trying not to be perfect in one fell swoop, but but Nibbling away at it, and you had a different perspective on that
1: um, I think that what the question is 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 that it has to do with two different things: expanding ourselves so that we're able to take on the particular energy that we're meant to take on um uh and number two. I really think it is the only way that we transform, if you really sit down and think about it. If people are going through particular, you know, if you're going through good experiences, Jackie, and every day is a good day and everything is wonderful and everything is perfect and –
2: There's no inspiration
1: to evolve. There's no inspiration to evolve, and you're not going to change. It is usually only when we're faced with uh, some form of crisis. For example, with with many people, the um, the motivator toward um, uh, stopping, you know, quitting smoking is when they're diagnosed with lung cancer, or right. they're they're diagnosed with uh, COPD.
2: When it's um, more painful to continue it than it is yes. to change it, and that's really, and we, that's what we do across the board. When it's, you have to find what what makes it more painful to stay there.
1: Exactly, and um, uh, you know, and and the same thing with alcoholism. Uh, a lot of people, until they either drive themselves into a ditch, or they get um, uh, cirrhosis of the liver. Um, they don't They don't want to stop drinking um, And it's very interesting That what um, I think often happens Is that we put in front of us These particular obstacles Because I don't think that it's really An outside source that puts them in front of us um, I don't think that um, God performs miracles I think we do And I don't think that God causes us problems I think we do um,
2: That's interesting
1: and, uh, and, and and therefore and you know, one of the things I love about Kabbalah is that um uh you know, it is really more about you really taking more responsibility for yourself and not projecting your ills onto some form of an outside energy. Um so so basically you know that crushing of that wood is making it more malleable for whatever it is that you want to uh to have happen and I I'm,
2: I'm noticing I'm noticing that that's going on in so many people's lives um and it's been going on for a couple of years now mm-hmm. um people who have um not been able to find a new job or things falling apart for them um just things get together things fall apart again and it, it's that, um, and we were just talking about how many pets are dying. We've both lost a lot of pets in this past um, past year.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but that's, it's so hard to counsel someone during that process to say, yeah, I get that things are falling apart and things are going to. Yeah. Things are going to fall apart. They're going to fall apart ugly, and you have to let them. You have to let them, and sometimes it's it's letting them to to break down your resistance because you started building up in the wrong way. You started building mm-hmm. up in an old way.
1: I agree. I, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. Another thing that I want to to add to that, Jackie, is that you know through the '90s and the early part of um, at the millennia, we were. Um, You know, living in a a very magical world with plenty of money and uh, everything was flowing, everything was going fine. There really wasn't a lot of internal um, uh, research um and, or, or internal reflection, basically mm-hmm. Um When things are going very, very well That's what happens And it's interesting to me When you have a lot of people That are avoiding issues, Jackie And not dealing with them I think that it is, many ways Like an infection or a poison And it starts to go out into Family problems Then community problems Then society problems Then country problems Then world problems um, in many ways, and I think that the reason why people are, uh, you know, having to crush a lot of wood right now is because we chose not to crush any before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you know, and that that these particular issues are now weighing upon us. Basically, um, in order for us to begin to go through this um, uh, uh, this internal process, and if anything about 2012, um, uh, you know, although that you know we joke all the time about you know on uh, the 23rd, Jackie and I have this, well, Jackie and I won't be doing uh, this year at uh, Christmas time, but you know the next show if we're not on it's because we're dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but I really think that the transformation um uh, has to do with us really taking a deep look at particular issues that may be limiting us um rather than anything else. Yeah. And crushing that wood. I think that that's what's going on. We you know, we're having to crush a lot of wood.
2: And that can be taken in such a dirty way, but we won't. Um
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that in the next uh, half hour with a show. Uh, <laughs>
2: it's i that's a very interesting there's another saying that um I remember in one of the readings that I got from um my godfather the santo who who read for me um when I got my beads in Santeria he said um the the parable or the is what they're called that came up was that um you cannot um you cannot grow corn without rain and i'm 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 paraphrasing so you need your tears. Your tears are the rain that grows the corn. Mm-hmm. That feeds the family. And so it's a, to me it's a similar um a similar thought process is that it's okay. Um like you said, you've got to take this big challenge, this this big issue in front of you and turn it into kindling for what it is you're about to do next. So turn it into the fuel to get you on to the next thing or your tears can you can cry on the corn and, and then it grows. So um it's it's an interesting it's an interesting view for that and it's a really hard one to take and it's a hard one as a counselor to um take somebody there with that
1: it's difficult. You know, we've been so anesthetized, Jackie, from, uh, from dealing with any, with any form of issue um, uh, that I think even when you are working with a client, um, uh, there seems to be often a lot of hesitation in regards to making uh, uh, any form of internalized uh, change or doing any form of uh, internalized healing in any form of practical way. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's always waiting for X and X and X to occur And then life is right. going to be happy for them Right
2: um, There's no, there's never a good time to die There's never a good time to quit smoking There's never a good time to start dating There's never a good time to get a divorce There's never a good time to make any change There's never a good time for that um, So if you're always going to wait for the right time There's never a good time to get a tattoo So I just got one anyway Um and, Although
1: and, when, when Jackie does die and if I'm still alive, I'm going over there to shave all of those tattoos off of her. Why? Because. Why? Because it's
0: forbidden.
2: Yeah, but I'm a Jewish. Who cares? You are
1: now.
0: Oh. <laughs> you no, know, pretty much you know, I'm a girl of all worlds. Yeah. All I love all the,
2: traditions. The, 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 um, I love learning about them. No, but I love a good tattoo, and this one's good. You have to admit it's gorgeous.
1: Everybody I know has tattoos. I'm like a freak.
2: Well, for many reasons. You
1: know, I wear red string. I um, uh, don't have any tattoos, you know. (laughs) But I can't say that I don't leave the house anymore. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm getting limited on the things that I'm freaking about. But
0: and I'm
2: super, 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 super proud of you on that one. I'm super proud of you on that one. And it's, it's um, you know, that that's uh, – and I'm looking forward to hearing about you going out again. It's like get right back out there. Start building on that right away.
1: Definitely. Now, one of the things, after we get done talking to our guests, that I, I, I want to go into a little, Jackie, is a little bit of magic in regards to, um, you know, some transformational magic in regards to helping people deal with the obstacles in the issues that they have in their life. And I want to talk a little bit about patterns.
0: So.
2: Oh, good, good, good. I love that. I We always love doing that. You know, I'm a, I'm a junkie for that. But we're going to um, take a break in a second here. We're going to go into break, and on the other side of the break we're going to have Allison Mead, our chassis psychic. We're going to talk about her new book that's out. Was Apparently it's up for some awards. So we're going to be right back. Do not go away. Do not touch that dial and prepare for some more fun. Are back to keep it magic I'm Jackie and I'm here with Storm Sestivani as my co-host and give us a call if you have a question for Allison Mead, the number is 760-539-3235 although Allison is not doing readings today should you have a question about her book she'd be happy to answer it um, and we are bringing in Allison Mead she has the book called Searching for Sassy and it's her story about her um work as a call-in psychic line, a psychic on a psychic line. Psychic on a psychic line? Did I say that right, Storm?
0: Yeah, I know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's an interesting book, so let's bring her on. Okay, cool. Allison, welcome to Keep It Magic. (laughs) Thank you very much.
3: It's great to be here.
2: Oh, uh, you have a lovely voice. No wonder you did well on the psychic lines. (laughs) (laughs) She could have done any of
1: those lines after reading that book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Was, you, you had some oh, yeah. going on there. <laughs> yeah. Some so welcome, welcome. Now, Storm, our, uh, who is, I won't say more psychic than me, but he makes his living as being a psychic, he he dug through your book huh? um, much more intently than, than I, and so I'm going to give over this interview to him.
1: Um. Allison, first of all, welcome to Keep It Magic and, Thank uh, you I, f- I found uh, the book interesting um, One of the things that uh, I thought st- from the beginning And my first question for you is Why did you decide to write this book this way? Because it seems more like um, It's written more like a novel than it is like a memoir Yes,
0: um, everyone and, that
1: Was there a reason that you wrote it in this particular capacity Rather than writing it in a more Um, You know, educational, collegiate sort of way
3: I wanted the story to feel really immediate As if it could be happening right now It didn't happen to happen to me right now But I wanted the story to kind of transcend Just the psychic world or just the metaphysical world Even though those are huge and huge in my life, certainly But I wanted people maybe who didn't even have an experience In this world to be able to relate to it As uh, the main character kind of just struggle through life, trying to find some meaning and um, particularly falling backwards into a brand new life in a brand new town while trying to learn how to date again. I thought that was a a much more universal way of putting it.
1: Uh, What was the time frame in regards to this book, if you don't mind my asking? Because it it was very difficult for me to figure out um, where you were in time. Mainly because, I will tell you, when you were talking about a mixtape with Blondie, and then you cut to later your favorite song by Nirvana,
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay, where is she?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have a very eclectic sense of music, so I have lots of um mixtapes and CDs and MP3s of all eras of music, but um the I came to Los Angeles in 93 and so uh, my time at the Psychic Line was about 7 months from 93
1: to 94. Mhm. Um so you worked for the Psychic Line for 7 months?
3: Yeah. And then, uh, not to surprise, uh, you know, to give away anything in the book, but, yeah, there's yeah. there's a sort of natural event that, that brings that to a close.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I know that <laughs> but I want people to read the book, so. Yeah. <laughs> I would call it sexy. The book is very sexy. Um, Thank you. There are um, a lot of things. I will tell you that I don't know what energetically you were working with at that particular point, but your callers were insane.
3: Yes, there were all kinds of things. Well, I think it was it was partially me, you know, it was partially my transition from being uh, a a ghostwriter and editor in New York City to this brand new life. I had done metaphysical things on the side of my life and I was always really interested in it, but never really thought it would be my career. And so I think part of it was holding up a mirror to my own transition, my own sometimes lack of belief in my own abilities and then as those calmed down as i started to believe in myself more all of a sudden the colors started to get a little bit less intense i think also i don't know if you've ever had this experience but on the, some of those bigger more corporate psychic lines because they're sort of advertising all over the place you're really getting mm-hmm. all kinds of people whereas in my current practice with uh, sassypsychic.com i you know it's much calmer and much you know much more uh, people asking some of the common questions about love, but also looking for things like life purpose. I,
1: I will tell you, and I will be blunt here, Allison. Mhm. So prepare yourself. <laughs>
0: okay, I'm ready. Right. Uh,
1: I- I've uh, been working uh, uh, the psychic lines in one extent for another since 1987, mm-hmm. um, and I have never had callers like you have. <laughs> wow!
3: Yeah, that's so funny. That's great to hear.
0: You know, okay. I have
1: never, ever, uh, you know, the, the, the You know, the, first of all, how, did you either journal or how did you keep these callers in your head? Did you, like, go home and write about them? Did you? Um,
3: I did. I actually sometimes wrote about them in between callers. And I had a very detailed uh, diary that I found in my garage a couple, of, about a year or two ago, and um, just sat on a paint can and read my diary from that time for a long time, and I thought, Okay, I think it's time for this to be told.
1: Yeah, yeah. It it's it's it, it, it's very interesting. So the uh you you know that you're telling of this particular tale. Um, so, uh, you know, with those particular callers, I mean, the one that kind of shocked me was the one of, um, uh, there's a very, very interesting sexual type of call, which I want people to read, so they can yeah. go and get the book. Um, uh, now, when you were going through that particular experience, uh, which I've never had b- before. Um, uh, <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> I, I, you, you know, did you question yourself, what the hell am I doing here?
3: oh all the time yeah yeah i i think at first i'm i'm a very experiential person i love to gather experience and so and i also love to try to practice with non-judgment so i would at first be very much like that like you can tell me anything you know let's let's just mm-hmm. see what what's out there and i think sometimes that curiosity is a blessing and a curse for me but i I embrace it, and so at first I would, yeah, be just trying to hear people out and, and hear what their issues were, and after a while I was just like, I don't know if I can work with this anymore. I don't think I can, and so I would begin to ask if I could transfer calls for certain callers, and yeah, as uh, as some of the sexual stuff got a little more dysfunctional, I would just uh, be questioning my choice of career all the time. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Now
1: you You moved to Los Angeles Basically to escape A dysfunctional relationship
3: I did, yeah
1: Okay um, And uh uh do you think a lot of that led to these particular experiences because it, you, you know th- there is one of the interesting things that i see and i see this happen a lot to people in um uh, the metaphysical uh fields and i'd be very interested to interested to know where your chiron is in your horoscope
0: <laughs> i'll I
1: can um, tell you where is it
3: in the 8th conjunct jupiter
1: oh no wonder um yeah exactly uh, yeah, so basically you were attracting these you know not only um these extremely wounded um these extremely wounded callers but even what I noticed through the course of the book is that even the relationship connections in some way that there was some form of woundedness especially with the other person and it yeah. felt to me almost like in some strange way you were doing more healing with them than you were with you.
3: Yeah, I think it worked both ways, but I see what you mean, definitely. There was um there was definitely a mirror aspect to both the people I was attracting to date and the customers on the phone. And then, yeah, there were there were an enormous number of wounded people in various ways. And I didn't include choose to include everybody in the book because that just would have weighed everything down. Mm-hmm. But some of the some of the ones that left the most major impressions on me. And certainly, after I had this experience of taking calls on the phone all the time, I don't know about you, but I I just gained this enormous sense of compassion where you realize literally on a daily basis not only how connected we are, literally. I mean, it's not a, just a concept. It's it's a literal thing right in your face.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But also how much we're all suffering about some of the same issues.
1: Yeah. Particularly love um, that. It, 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 I, I think that relationships, for the most part, it's something that you can't no matter how you try to, uh, to avoid staying out of them. You know, Aphrodite and the planet Venus really... Um, she'll make relationships when there don't even need to be any. So, uh you know, and the more that you try to avoid, you know, that particular uh, element of, of Venus, the more she's going to provoke you into one. So, um yeah. it it is interesting from that capacity. The other thing that I that I noticed is that even your friendships from the beginning of the book to the end of the book went through a large metamorphosis. Um, uh, slowly I mean it looks the, You know from the beginning of the book It looked as though that more Like you were a sponge Almost for all of these other people's issues And all of these other people's problems And their their crazy sex lives And, and their um, uh, neurotic impulses And then um, you know As we move further It, it, it gets a little bit better um, But was that something consistently That you noticed when you moved to LA Is that as you began to change Everything else around you Began to change as well
3: Definitely. I mean, particularly if coming from New York, um, the ne- the nature of relationships here, and I still find this to a certain extent, is much more, and I mean here in Los Angeles, is uh, much more ephemeral and tra- kind of transient. I think it's kind of a transient town. People are coming here <coughs> to have a certain kind of success, and if and when that does or does not happen, they move on. So absolutely, though, as, as I healed my own issues across a number of different areas of my life, Yes, things definitely got better. Things got sunnier, and, and continue to do so.
1: And one of the things that I do appreciate uh, about the way that you that you did lay this out is that it shows more of a healing. I, I, I think that a lot of people look at what it is that we do, Allison, from the perspective, and Jackie does more of the healing range than I do. I'm more of like the mm-hmm. story out, you know, throw me your chart and I'll tell you what's going to happen. That mm-hmm. person. But, um, uh, but what I notice is that many people have this particular idealism that, you know, you go to your healer and, uh, you know, for your two-hour session and they're going to, you know, wave a couple crystals over your head and, you know, have you close your eyes <laughs> and you're going to meditate and visualize and then you're going to walk out of there and everything is going to be healed and cured and everything. And I right. think that the way... It, it, I think that the way that you have laid this out as being a process is very important for people to understand because there is in anything there is no magical quick fix anywhere. Sure,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um there And is. I'm I was really uh, appreciative of that. Now, what do you do now?
0: Uh, I
1: am to me a about reader, Factor,
3: but, but uh, FassyPsychic.com. is my business. I am I'm a reader, but I would actually consider myself more of a healer as well. I use intuition in everything I do, whether I'm just doing a straight-up reading or an energy healing session. Um, I I have a number of different services offered, dream interpretations, uh, energy work, matrix energetics, Reiki, uh, intuitive development, email and phone readings, all kinds of stuff. But... The bottom line is that everything I do, even if I am reading for someone, I do apply what you just talked about, I, this kind of healing aspect. I want a reading even to have a little bit of healing in it, in there for somebody mm-hmm. where not only, because I, I don't see, I'm not like other readers, I don't see just like this is what's going to happen. I The universe literally opens up a number of paths in my uh, inner ears and inner eyes, and I see if you stay on this path, this is what happens. If you go on this path, this is what happens and i like to offer people that option of if you don't like what's going to happen then change it
1: yeah yeah, I even and I do horary um mm. uh as well. But one of the things that I have found the difficulty with horary and I know you know a little bit about astrology or a lot yeah. actually. Um yeah. so even even with horary, you know, the whole idea that this cannot be changed, mm. I can't deal with that well. Neither. Um and basi- basically what I think that the that a horary chart does is that it shows me um number one in answer, you know, is my mm. boyfriend coming back to me? No, but, um, uh, which is the answer in most cases, now he's not coming back ever, you know, let it go. But also, one of the things that you can look around in a horary chart and do is um, you can actually look at basically what it is that they, what action that they need to take, what it is that they need to look at in regards to what led them up to this particular point, which I think is ultimately more healing. than anything else, and oftentimes even the healing process, I think, is just telling the client, no, he's never coming back, I'm sorry.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, for me it's a way of finding how to say those hard things sometimes with the maximum, sorry, there's a bit of a leaf blower outside, um, Hmm. with the maximum amount of compassion, and then in the next breath literally offering another option because sometimes, as you've probably found, the tendency is to go back and to cling.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's easy to um, even after a healing session. One of the things I tell people is that you've got a spiritual habit now, and from the past, <laughs> now yeah. you're gonna you're gonna have to go forward with a new habit and, and a new reality because you can grab it all back as fast as lightning.
3: Right. Precisely. And so sometimes it is, uh, I view part of my job as teaching people some of those good habits, almost like hygiene. You know, you want to mm-hmm. brush your teeth every day. You want to you keep some clean spiritual habits
1: and metaphysical habits. I where, love where do you think, Allison, if somebody wants to begin to create new spiritual habits, where would you suggest that they begin?
3: If they're on their own, I would start with meditation because meditation is going to get you in touch with all that is unowned by yourself really quickly. <laughs> you're going to get uncomfortable. You're going to shift around on that cushion and you're going to be like, I want to be anywhere but here. Right. And so once you're in touch with those, those things, those patterns, then it's time to start rooting them out. And if you were working with me, I would start at that place and then I would encourage you to meditate afterwards. I would start by rooting out... The patterns that aren't serving you anymore, and we probably work over a couple of different sessions. But sometimes it's one. If it's a small issue. Just letting someone go. It might be one session, but it could be a couple. And then we'd we'd start by rooting out some of those uh, thought processes, belief patterns, physical patterns, emotional patterns, anything that didn't work, and move those out and start placing in some patterns that are going to work better.
2: It sounds like a session with you is almost well, is a, is a spiritual mentorship. So it's, it's yeah, not, so beyond the reading, beyond the healing?
3: Yeah, it's funny that you use that word because I, I'm going to be changing my website over the summer. And so as I, I'm going to add some downloadable classes and things like that, the, the thing I'm going to add, the new reading, is called uh, an energy work mentorship program where I work with Damn, someone. Like
0: <laughs>
3: see, <laughs> I work with, I'm going to work with, with people in a combination way where there's going to be part reading, part energy work over a period of time that is set forth by the two of us and then we'll work toward a specific goal that they set at the beginning.
2: Oh that 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 sounds like a very needed service. For sure. I just I just so. because that's what um there's there's sometimes when you're going through the process when you're as we were talking about in the first half hour feeling you need to crush the wood and, and get rid of the big the big issue is you feel a little little in the dark, don't know what's next. Oh sure. And and sometimes when you're doing strictly a reading, you get to the end of it and you say, well, good luck with that.
0: <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, have fun. That, and I've also found that as people
3: are releasing, it's scary. Almost everybody on the phone, because I do the majority of my work on the phone, uh, we uh, are crying you know, as we're releasing things energetically. And they're all apologizing. And I always say, no, 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 no seriously, I have seen it all, I have heard it all, (laughs) there is nothing you can say or do that will shock me, Um, it's more a question of allowing that process to happen. I think if people were to be releasing on their own, they might think, oh, my God, how am I going to go to work? I'm really emotional right now. So sometimes it is a little bit safer to have somebody along that journey with you who can stay a little bit neutral.
2: I, when I when I'm doing a reading and somebody cries, or a session. It's not really a, set, a reading, but a session. When somebody starts crying, I'm like,
0: score! All right, now <laughs> we've
2: got the real stuff here. And people, are like, I'm sorry, I'm crying. I said, nope, that's what I go for. <laughs>
0: nope.
2: Yeah, yeah it, no, we hit it. We got we got something good. Yeah, Maybe
1: because I you have, have, have the support. moon in Capricorn, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> My moon in Capricorn wants to give them a very practical, <laughs> you know, this is the way to deal with the issue. Don't answer your phone when he calls. <laughs> well, that's
3: important, too. I have, uh, yeah. I have Mercury in Capricorn, so the same thing. I have always wanted to give people readings that they could use rather than just sort yeah. of a bunch of vague woo-woo junk. That's, right. not, a, that's not useful.
1: Yeah, but I'm the I antithesis
3: think, of Woo Woo Show. <laughs> <laughs> you too. I'm really not. I'm just um, I'm practical, but I'm also, because I work in these worlds, uh, you know, very ephemeral worlds, I think it's important to have your feet on the ground as well. So the the two of them
2: together for me work. It's so easy to get lost in the in the ethers. Now, I have one last question for you. Sure. Tell me about sassy. What is <laughs> what is the word sassy? I love the word sassy because I'm a little saucy myself. So tell me about why why Sassy?
3: Well, the name of my business now as as we talked about is sassy psychic dot com. And um the word sassy has always been really important to me because I like I like things that don't not only empower, I like my readings to be empowering and my sessions to be empowering, but I also I love the little bit of flipness and attitude that comes with that word. And so as I was going through the process of that takes place in the book of working at the psychic line and eventually leaving it, I felt like I was kind of getting my sassy, finding my voice as a psychic and as a writer, but also then being able to pass that on to other people. So it's been very important, that word, in my life.
2: And so what makes you
3: sassy?
0: Besides
2: I think the I fact like that the, you can get a little dirty, I like that.
3: I can get dirty. I can definitely get dirty if the situation calls for it. I, I love to laugh not at people, definitely not at people's problems, but... I think there's always a way to find something in any situation, even the darkest. Because I work with a lot of terminally ill people, and they're some of the most hilarious people I know. Because there's a level of acceptance in the situation that the rest of us would probably love to emulate. But um,
2: sassy, yeah, yeah, I love the word. Now you are up for an award.
0: I am. Yeah, I'm super excited for you. That, and you. when do you
2: find out? What type of award and when do you find out?
3: It's called the Indie Excellence Award. I don't you tell you I don't know. It's I think it's sometime shortly. Maybe <laughs> Wait, it's the twelfth. I was like, whoa, what day is it? Um it's I think it's the fifteenth. Oh so well, any day now.
2: That's fast. Congratulations. And that's through um the independent Book sales, cause you you're you are an Indie book, correct? Yes, I am an Indie Book.
3: And, and I love it.
2: I'm I I love that. that's that's what makes you sassy, right there. Another thing that makes me
3: sassy. Yeah, I just it's I think it's really important for people to not just be confident and empowered, but to be to have that little chip on their shoulder that they can bring out. Like, I'm not just good. I'm fabulous. <laughs> I want people to have I love that. it.
2: Yeah, I want it's people to have great. a little bit
3: of a positive attitude, a little bit of a a, a swing in their step.
2: Well, this has been Allison. This is great. I'm really excited for you for your award and and good book. And it's available at your local bookseller. It's available on Amazon. Can they buy it off of SassyPsychic.com? Uh, there is a link. They can't
3: buy it directly from us, but uh, there is a link uh, to the Amazon page. Sure. Or uh, please join my email list. There's going to be all kinds of sales coming up and exciting stuff like that if you're looking for a reading.
2: Yep. And so. Um, uh, there's an email list, and can they find you on Facebook? um sure, there's a Facebook link there, there's a Twitter link there, and yeah, I'm not a super
3: over emailer, so no fear about you know spamming or anything like that. I don't like that stuff and um cool. yeah, there's gonna be online classes that we're gonna add, and uh more information about the touring I'm doing this summer and into the fall a little bit in support of the book,
2: great, and you have readings available, consultations available, and you said this summer you have some um. Webinars or, or online classes, you said. Right, we're have some yeah.
3: online classes, and then there's gonna be one available from Daily Om as well in the fall.
2: Wow, you are knocking it out of the park, my friend. Well, thank <laughs> you, thank you so much for oh, um, coming out to, to keep it magic, it. and and I wish you the best of success, and and it's definitely worth going to check out. Um, searching for Sassy, right? Searching for Sassy. Yeah. And LA folks like
3: I... of love, life, lust, and love. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep, and then sassypsychic.com if you want to read more about Alice and Mead. Thank you again, and so we're going to have to go to a break now. And I um, and I wish you the best.
3: Thank you so much, you guys.
2: Thanks. Thank, take care, and do not go away. On the other side of this break, we have magical tips for what to do with smashing your big bit of wood.
1: Hell yeah.
2: KeepItMagic.com, this is Jackie, and I'm here with Storm, and we are doing our favorite thing all week, which is talking to all you, talking about magic, talking about Kabbalah, talking about spiritual development, talking to authors, and hopefully it's your favorite thing, too. So if you've enjoyed the show, please hit the Like button on the Blog Talk page. You can take us on the road with you and download the episodes through um, iTunes, or you can go to KeepItMagic.com for any of our psych, um of our psychic yeah any of our psychics but also any of our archives
1: uh, <laughs> we don't have any of our own psychics we are the psychics <laughs> we are the psychics
2: um, and if you want some psychic lovin' from Storm or myself you can find him on Facebook under Astro Talk you can also find him on his um, uh, website which is Psychic Friends Now you can book a reading with me through CoventryCreations dot com and if your pen does not fly that fast you can just find us on Facebook and send us a note. How about that?
1: Yes, definitely. There's
2: a lot of it's a lot of websites and addresses and a lot of way to find us, so if you can't find us it's your fault.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> so um so my darling, yeah. you have some magic to talk about.
1: Yes we do. There's an interesting let me get out my good book. I'll get out my good book. I can find it now um, there's an interesting what I found uh uh a bit of information that's in this week's particular portion, and it is talking about um offerings um uh in regards to uh, helping to to crush this wood and one of the things. Is that this is called a free will offering um and what it includes jackie is you know it, 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 when people are going to go bake something like a um uh, a uh a, a loaf of bread or something, taking a little of that um of that dough okay, and putting it aside um as an and as this an is offering. The uncooked bread. Of the uncooked bread, yeah. And then you bake the rest of the bread like you normally would and you eat and, you know, you uh, uh, you know feel full and you go on with your life. Um, uh, what I thought was pretty interesting in regards to this is, you know, because I like transformative magic, you could take that particular dough and you could put it into, like, a jar. And one of the things that it says is to also add to this particular offering – Um, A little bit of wine and a little bit of oil. Um, So some olive oil and some, I would probably say, like red wine, Um, something of that nature. And put your particular petition of whatever form of obstacle that you want um, in it. Now, what you're going to do, interestingly enough, because that wine is eventually going to sour, Jackie, Mm -hmm. it's going to sour the obstacle.
2: Oh, I like it.
1: Um, so uh, uh, it helps to remove those particular circumstances, and I think that you can do that. Uh, um, and, you know, maybe right, like like a uh, uh, either, you know, I'm into baby uh, food magic uh, 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 spells at the moment. <laughs> kind of uh, uh, putting your petition in there with the olive oil and the wine and uh, the little piece of dough. And then possibly doing either a spell reversal or an uncrossing or um, something on top of that in regards to, or maybe even a spell reversal with some uncrossing oil on top of that in regards to, uh, uh, you know, kind of sealing that particular um, obstacle in that particular jar and cause it to erode based upon the souring of it, um, which I think is, uh, which, which is pretty interesting.
2: Well that that is really interesting because I like what you said a free will offering. So, um we've talked about this a couple of shows ago where we talked about sacrificing your issue. Because yeah. your issue serves you. Right? We've we, we've come to that conclusion that, you know, I had a had a really challenging week last week with a friend of mine and, and I had to sit down with myself and I say, Well what what did this issue serve for me? What did this behavior or what did this opening in my life serve me? and And I came to terms with that, and i so i I literally um when I went to have a conversation with her, I laid it on the table as a sacrifice. This is what has served me in this mm-hmm. um, and and so and then in in doing my cleanup work after that or actually my cleanup work just for my own life is is I take those obstacles as a sacrifice because they fulfilled something. I mean, even our fears fulfill our ego in in some ways. I can't do this because, you know, we we don't you don't understand we're terminally unique. Um when we have our issues and that makes us pretty special. So whatever whatever it is going on in your life if you find out what what part of your ego or psyche or or spiritual space it serves and you sacrifice that up and then you can you go on you can fill that in with something different. You fill it in with something more positive. And I do like the fact that it, it represents the bread, the bread of mm-hmm. life, you know? That whole that whole um bread concept of of um if nothing else, you can eat some bread, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um that's that's the staple. But you can give up a little bit of it. A little bit of it isn't gonna make or break you.
1: Well, basically, in Kabbalah, they call that tossing a bone to the Satan. Okay. Whenever you, for example, when you eat, you always leave a little bit for the Satan um, um, on your plate. Uh, the reason being is that uh, uh, they they consider it more of your your activating um, the desire to receive to share with others. By leaving a little bit, rather than just the desire to receive by eating everything in sight, and you know, and the cheesecake and uh, everything else. Um, so you know, a lot of the particular practices of Kabbalah Have to do with restriction. Which means that there's a lot of uh, It's very very easy for us To stay caught up in our particular mess And very easy for us to stay Focused on the obstacles Which is the satan um, uh, And uh and um, I know that there was a whole generation of, uh, Julie reminded me in the chat room, there's a whole generation of uh, of children that were born with, you have to eat everything off of your plate um, because there's children that are dying in Ethiopia.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, now you know why the world is so messed up.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the Satan was running rampant for about, you know, 30 years there. Um so so basically, one of the things that I might also do in regards to, if, if I was to do, you know, the baby food uh, magic, um, I would do the baby food jar, like I said, but I may even amp it up a little bit, Jackie, and put a spell reversal votive on top of it just to seal it. And then I may actually do something a little bit more potent. For example, a lot of times people need some gumption to mm-hmm. move away from their particular problems. I would do a gimme gumption candle by Dorothy
2: right which you can get at Coventry Creations and and Candlewick shop
1: yeah um i would do um a uh so so you know i would g- get the strength and the courage okay to mm-hmm. be able to do it from that particular perspective um then i, I would know, do you know the
2: other candle you could use for that is the sun candle
1: yeah um i would also uh, possibly um do an uncrossing or a death candle okay um, to remove my particular attachments to um, uh, whatever, you know, this obstacle is, because we all have attachments to our obstacles.
2: Um, right, and then absolutely. I would do
1: something like in everything and then some to open up a pathway for the goodness in life to come in, the, the milk and the honey.
2: Well, again, you clear something, you need to refill it if yeah. you don't want to leave a void. And when we were talking about this, I had, a, I had a thought when you were telling me all about this. I had a vision in my head of... Taking um, a piece of, a big piece of sidewalk chalk, because it's a little bit softer than um, chalkboard chalk, mm-hmm. blackboard chalk, and um, a brand new piece, and with a sharpie, writing what the obstacle is
0: mm-hmm.
2: on there, and, and like literally filling up that entire sidewalk chalk with what the obstacle is, and kind of treating that as that piece of wood that won't start. Mm-hmm. Literally taking it outside, and I might do this on something so you could scoop it up afterwards, but crushing it. Uh Literally crushing it with your feet, crushing that obstacle, um, and then scoop up that chalk, uh, put it in a bowl, and and stick an uncrossing candle in it, um, or a spiritual cleansing candle, or... um, a needed change candle, or anything to do with with that switcheroo energy. So you're now removing your you've you've done that physical act that crushes it into smaller things,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and then burn the candle in, um, with that. Now keep an eye on it. You don't know if that chalk's going to become a million wicks or something or catch on fire. I don't think it will,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: I've never done this, so I'm just not sure. And um, and then let the candle burn down in that, and and just keep. Feeding that the little bits of of energy into that candle. I mean, just just energetically with with you, and and let these things come up. The way I see the uncrossing candle works for people, and I've it's worked for me this way, and I've seen this many times, is um, the uncrossing works by not by denying that that exists or saying oh it doesn't exist anymore, but by bringing it up, and then you have a new way of dealing with it. You have a new mindset, a new perspective. So it's kind of like the new perspective candle in in a lot of ways, because um, I I at first when I when I used the uh, uncrossing I thought to myself that I screw this up because it keeps bringing up some ugly stuff. Mhm. So, yeah, it's it's
1: a. Uh, well, I think that a lot of the times what you know, you know there's a general um, idea for many people that, that don't know an, an enormous amount about do. There is a general idea that the um, uncrossing candle is going to remove just other people's energy. Um, mm-hmm. I think in many cases, the spells that we put on ourselves are much more important than anything anybody else can put on us.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, They because we do a bigger number on ourselves than anyone else can do on us. And it takes our agreement for anyone else to curse us. It takes a, an agreement or a belief that, that that's doable. So yep, it's it's yeah we're we're the we're our worst enemy and best friend all at the same time. But I love the idea of of I love the idea of this is this being um taking a bigger problem and making it smaller, a bunch of smaller problems that you can breeze through. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I would add to the um the baby food jar spell is if you have um, an image. That you could put in there or a picture of somebody or, I mean, just add that part to it. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Huh, I like it. <laughs> so what other magic, what other world problems can we solve, buddy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I think that whatever your particular obstacle is whether your obstacle is love many um career obstacles uh, you know self defeating behavior obstacles, I think that you can modify um a baby magic spell based upon whatever that particular obstacle is um
2: we talk we talk in the past we've talked a lot about the um r e m spells remove and <laughs> energize, energize manifest, manifest. Yeah. And that, we haven't talked about that in quite a while, and and you reminded me of that the other day. like, oh, yeah, of course. You know, I love strings and threes. Mm -hmm. And this was, um, you know, a take on something else that I was doing that you came up with, but I love it. Remove the obstacle. Energize what you need to energize to get to the next place. And then what is it that you need to manifest? Yeah. And if you look at your spells that way, of course, you know, using Coventry candles is the best way to do it. But even if you don't, even if you build your spell in that way of what am I going to remove, what am I going to energize, and what am I going to manifest, um, that it, just, it happens so much faster. Mm-hmm. So much faster.
1: Uh, Well, I think that the REM, how I got the REM idea is actually um, an amalgamation of uh, um, some of my own spiritual principles in your Pick a Candle Guide, Mm -hmm. um, where you have the three candles. um, In much of the Pick a a Candle Guide, you have three candles to deal with um, uh, different issues. Um, I liked the remove aspect because I think that with most... In most cases, the reason why somebody is not getting what it is that they want Is that there's some form of either an obstacle or a prevention or a blockage Or something of that nature So, I, you know, I'm obsessed with vanishing candles And I'm obsessed with uncrossing candles and um Or spell reversal candles um, Or dispel evil candles Or, um, you know, any candle that is basically designed to um, uh, remove the ick um mm-hmm. uh in certain cases um you know I think that it requires um um even heavier i, I think that you need some form of um uh, divine assistance, you know, and in that particular particular case, I might even recommend a um a flying monkey's candle as the the remove where you instruct those monkeys to remove this out of your life or um, a helping
2: hand uh, or a helping hand yeah I don't know what to do. You know, that's that's kind of the I don't know what to do and I need I need some assistance on um on understanding what it is to do. I need some divine influence, divine intervention.
1: Yeah, I um I agree. And also a spiritual cleansing candle. I think is, uh, or spiritual cleansing oil on one of these particular candles, I think is, uh, is important. One of the things that I think about, um, Jackie, often when I'm creating a particular spell, is like if I'm wanting to uncross, what is it that I want to uncross? Um and uh, and basically, you know what can help to get that perspective, and sometimes it is what I want is for the obstacles to be removed for a spiritual cleansing, so I'll anoint an uncrossing candle with spiritual cleansing oil um and then, when you move from remove to energize, okay, now you're dealing with the the meat uh, of the particular spell um mm-hmm. uh, so you know what is it that you want to have happen do you want a new job? Um, Do you want something, um, a better job, possibly a road opener? Um, Are you looking for more financial prosperity, possibly a prosperity candle? Um, um, Are you looking for new love, a love or attraction candle, Um, uh, something along those particular lines? And then basically, and again, I would really take that particular candle and kind of um, uh, modify it basically for my needs as well. Um, I like uh, that.
2: I like that take on using the um, on on using the uncrossing and and spiritual cleansing oil. I like those takes on that. And with with all that, you know, here's one thing I want to address, which is so typical in the day to day. You can I can do readings, I can do sessions, all all I want, and and the client walks away with, oh my God, I feel so much better. But it's so funny to watch people in their day to day. Oh, I feel so much better in the in the reading and then never be able to do the homework. That's the satan. Mhm. Absolutely, that's the satan. So, what do we do with that that person who goes, "Yeah, I really need to meditate or, you know, I got to get up and work out today or um all those different things. I got to take a different attitude with stuff," but they just don't. Uh-huh. They just don't. So, what do, what I know what I would recommend, but I would love to hear what what you would talk about with that.
1: I would, first of all, I would take whatever their problem is at that particular point off of the table because that's not the problem. Um, I love
0: it. I I, love it.
1: Absolutely, it's not the problem. I would, uh, at that particular point, go more towards um, uh, an uncrossing candle um, uh, with spiritual cleansing oil on the uncrossing candle. Um, Again, I would go to gimme gumption because they need the strength and energy, and then I would go to a helping hand because they need some form of assistance to to be able to go through the the follow-through in regards to the situation. And I would even write across that helping hand that you need help to be able to follow through on what it is um, that you're wanting to manifest and what it is that you're needing to do. After they do that, Jackie, I would then see where that they're at and then decide whether it is that we may need another treatment in that direction because that would that may be um, when you're dealing with heavy satan energy, that may take more than one treatment.
0: Right. Um,
2: oh yeah. Well, it will. Yeah. It's just I mean, personally, it does for me. But I just had a flash of something. What's that? And this is again, this is Coventry candles, or you can you can do this with as, with as little spells for yourself, but just combining this energy, um, which would be emotional balance,
1: mm-hmm.
2: inner balance. Vision quest. Yeah. Um, the combination of candles, oils, incense, whatever, and and putting those energies together to say, I'm going to go deeper. Mhm. I'm going to see what what keeps me from that balance. I'm going to go deeper. The water is to go deeper, and the inner balance is that's the goal, and then the um, the vision quest is how you get there. Um, feeling or even protection if you feel really sh- on shaky ground, like I can't look at this because I'm too afraid of it. Use the protection or the guardian protector in the affirmation line or even the spell reversal to go in there to to look at the deeper level of it in a protected way, to just view it rather than experience it.
1: And, you know, it, it, here's one of the things, that I, and I'm just going to be brutal and blunt here.
0: Please do. If
1: it, then, you know, a week or so later the client is is calling me up and, you know, they're talking to me about their problems again, and I say, well, you know, did you did you burn those candles that you got? Mm-hmm. And they, they say no, whatever, uh, you know, they then become excuses. That mm-hmm. is a sign to me that, number one, this person is either not ready yet to deal with this issue or they don't want to. Mhm. Um and at that particular point I may actually dismiss them.
2: Well, I can I can understand that 'cause 'cause it's a work. It, mm-hmm. there's no free pass. I know we um we think that there's a, a magic pill, a magic candle that's gonna make it all okay. And and the Coventry candles do perform miracles at times. I mean they they, op- they they don't perform miracles. They open up the energy and you perform the miracle. They just show you the path to do it and you're so ready for it that boom it just it just happens for you. And and there's times when when it's not going to do for you what you want cuz you got to be ready for it. Yes. And and Lord knows I've I've walked that path. I mean, I'm not perfect by any means. And as far as that path goes, I mean, I I still have the same things I struggle with. And I'm discovering, and I keep going deeper. How are these connected? And I I came to understand that um, my issues around weight and my issues around money are absolutely 100% connected. Oh, yeah, duh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It makes complete sense, complete and total sense that they're connected, and now I'm going to the deeper level because it's like what you said. It's the... um, you know, the the which which's the deeper Satan. And that, you know, just to clarify for a second, I usually call it the saboteurs or the issue or the contest. Mm-hmm. Um and and Satan's kind of a, a catch all phrase to say the thing that's that that's the negative
1: voices in your head the is negative the Satan. Voice.
2: Yep. The negative voices <laughs> in your head yep. <laughs> Get behind me, Satan. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the um I think that one of the things that people can do is they're also continuing to go through a lot of problems. They may actually want to go to um an astrologer and take a very very deep look at where Saturn is um uh in their horoscope um and you know I think that you you know for example Jackie your Saturn is in the 7th house. And I think that a lot of your weight and your money issues are more connected to relationships with other people than anything else. And I think that it is kind of a barrier um, uh, in in many ways. Because if you were thin and outrageously wealthy, um, you would have probably a different social circle. And that there may be a side of you that doesn't want to deal with that.
2: Oh, yeah. I think you're a little bit right on there
1: you know i think it is you know mine um uh is in my saturn is in the 8th house and uh saturn in the 8th house you know is very much connected to um uh you know, not only the family unconscious, but the collective unconscious in many ways. And I know when I was doing my, my healing work with 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 Patty is that we felt that many of my issues were twofold, that there was a physical component, an actual, you know, um, uh, physical, you, you know physical due to trauma, but there was also an energetic component to it as well, and that they kind of fed into each other.
2: Well, let's run through a couple of them really quick. So if your Saturn is in, in okay, let's go back to the sixth house. Mm-hmm. What would that? What would that tell you?
1: Saturn in the sixth house is restriction in regards to employment. Um, It would
2: be a hard time finding a job.
1: It would be a hard time finding a job. It could also be health issues. A lot of the health issues um, may be actually somatized. Interestingly enough, the house that rules our job and the house that rules our health is the same house. Interesting.
2: Um, So, what would you? If somebody had that, what would you recommend that they do? um,
1: Uh, Well, first of all, if they were somatizing uh, health-related problems, I would begin to start to do, you know, a lot of uncrossing and spiritual cleanse um, uh, types of candles and a lot of, you you know, uh, uh, magic in regards to helping them be able to see, helping them be able to to realize, um, you know, that these obstacles are actually fears that are inside of them more so than anything else. Um, it may be that you know somebody that is having a difficult time with employment. Um, you know, may need to look at what employment means for them, and they may actually need to own a business rather than be an employee. <laughs> I um,
2: thought you were going to go there. Yeah, um,
1: huh. you know that those those are particular issues. If um, if Saturn is in the first house. Um, uh, I think it would be issues in, You know, they're often very shy People with Saturn in the first house. It may be issues in regards to um, uh, uh, Either issues in regards to the body Or feeling as though that they're not presentable enough A lot of self-esteem based issues um, uh, You know, I would work on those
2: Wow, we got to do a show on that Yeah I think that would be a great show And then we can really talk about because um, I just I'm 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 thinking I'm thinking about just different spells to work on that um, for personal development.
1: Yeah, and then you know like if Saturn is in the tenth house, the tenth house has to do with vocation, which is different than job. Uh, job is what you do for money. Vocation is more of what your calling is. Um, uh, with Saturn in the tenth house, number one, this person is capable of enormous amounts of success, Jackie. But the difficulty is is that they have a difficult time finding out. What that particular
2: path is So if you're thinking of starting a business Or going out on your own Or making a big change It's great to to check with uh, an astrologer And look at the deeper aspects of yeah. it That's yeah. brilliant That's brilliant Well we're getting close to the end of the show And yes, we've got a done. little bit of business To take care of before we do um, Now next week I might be late No I'm just kidding
1: no. um, You better not be late
2: <laughs> There's your trucker voice So um, uh, next week we have Denise Alvardo on and she has a couple of um, – she is the New Orleans voodoo hoodoo queen, and she's going to blush with me saying that, um, and she's not going to want that queen title. But she's an amazing, educated uh, woman who just really has done a lot of self-publishing and has been so instrumental in, in keeping um, the continuing education of voodoo and hoodoo alive um and we're going to have her on. She has her newest book called The Voodoo Hoodoo Spellbook, which is New Orleans Voodoo, and then she has another book that just just came out, like hot off the press, her Hoodoo Almanac for 2012. For the use of root workers, Hoodoos, Voodoo's and all conjures of the world, visibles and invisibles.
1: Exciting.
2: Uh-huh. And um you know what, if you have a second, go and check out the um Hoodoo almanac um it's available and it's oh my god it's chock full um and we have we'll have a ton more information on how to contact her but you can find her um on facebook you can and what is her website again i just i just forgot it i had it in front of me um lord help me uh damn 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 i want it i i forgot it shoot but you know um it's on our um our show information anyway as i forget it's getting late it's getting on five thirty, and it's dinner time <laughs> um <laughs> but we have a lot of um i'll be i will literally be getting out of the car on my way back from uh from Martha's vineyard and then getting on the radio so i might be a little brain dead
0: yeah um, you might want to run the
2: show that day
0: Yeah. Um, but this
2: weekend I am in Martha's Vineyard at the Fairy Festival And if you have a chance to hop on that ferry and get over there To get on the ferry, just come see the fairies. I'm doing the ferry ritual at noon on Saturday And then there's another uh, ritual for the muggles at 5 o'clock To um, initiate the musical part of the evening And that's going to be a ton of fun, ridiculous amounts of fun And I'm driving there and my kid's making some great ferry, um products and I know that sounds weird, but boy, we made them really good.
1: That sounds really queer.
2: Yeah, no, no, it's not that kind of fairy. It's the F. And <laughs> not that kind
1: of queer. It's strange. <laughs> <laughs> but in
2: Ferndale is the other fairy festival, which yeah. <laughs> is at Friday weekend. Um, <laughs> right behind our store. So if you're in Ferndale, um, it's it's a good time. It's a really good time, head by all. It's going to be great, and. Uh, I'll, Oh, yeah, and the week after that, um, Patty and I will be at INATS. And um, here's a big announcement. Coventry Magic is up for an award.
0: Yeah,
2: Coventry Magic is up for the, um, uh, I'm a finalist in the shamanism and magic category. So um, cross your fingers for me, send me lots of kisses, and I want to win it. Because you either win it or you don't. So, there's not like a first, second, third prize. Yeah. But just being nominated is an honor. I know. <laughs> so, I'm really super excited about that. I'm so proud of that book. It's a good one. So, and, and uh, you know, come find us on keepitmagic.com, and you can find all kinds of links of where else to find us. Search for us on Facebook. I'm Jackie Smith. This is Storm Sestivani. Astro Gossip, Coventry Creations, all of those things are on Facebook, and we adore you. And what do they need to do, Storm?
1: They need to keep it magic.
0: Uh, They do. Yeah. Yeah. What am home, I'm looking like am home, I've through the beat, walking down the street and the
1: free, yeah. This is how I roll, animal print pants out of control. It's red Bull with the big ass brawl, and like Bruce Lee, I got the clout, yeah. girls look at that body.
0: Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. Uh-huh, I work out. Uh-huh. Girls look at that body. Girl, look at that body. look at that body. I work out.